Well, uh, hi, everybody. It's Kim Winter from Logistics Executive Group again, and uh, thanks for joining us. And I'm, today I'm absolutely wrapped and, and honoured to uh, be interviewing a gentleman that I met uh, really 20, 30 years ago in my uh, logistics and supply chain career. He is one of the preeminent thought leaders globally and has been now for many decades. And uh, apart from that, an absolutely charming and uh, fantastic guy to know. Um, I'm talking about a gentleman who has uh, 50 plus years uh, experience and knowledge as as a leader, as a mentor, and as an educator, and as a practitioner, right throughout the entire logistics and supply chain market. Very, very hard to find anybody with the credentials that uh, Professor uh, has got. And uh, at this point, I'd like to introduce the Emeritus uh, Professor of Marketing and Logistics from Cranfield, the home for many people around the world of logistics and supply chain Professor Martin Christopher. Hey, Martin, how are you doing? Great, Kim, and thank you very much for that uh, very, very generous introduction. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's all true, of course, in your case, and, uh, and uh, I guess that we've got you uh, in the UK at the moment. Yeah, very much so. Uh, just emerging from uh, lockdown and uh, hopefully looking forward to a return to a degree of uh, normal life. Absolutely, and it's it's been a pleasure. I've I've managed to bump into you from time to time, mainly at at global level events in Australia. Uh, certainly, I think South Africa, uh, various places around the world. Um, and today, I, I really want to do an exploration of of the journey to date. Um, as mentioned, you you really are one of the the, the leading thought leaders across the world. Uh, in logistics and supply chain, published many, many times, and I do want to talk about some of your published um, work as well. Um, and, I, and I think if I'm not wrong, um, you first published something like 50 years ago. Yeah, um, it's a, a bit of a, a sort of anniversary year in, in, in a sense. Um, uh, it was ni 1971, and this this was the, the book. I've actually managed to find it in a dusty bookshelf here in my library at home. Uh, total distribution, it was called, because in those days, um, we weren't really talking about logistics and certainly not about supply chain management. Um, in the States, what was called PDM, physical distribution management, uh, was really, I think, the sort of starting point for this, um, uh, which I guess would emerge in the sort of uh, uh, mid-60s, early 70s. Um, I had the, uh, the, the benefit of um, being, first of all, a postgraduate uh, student at Bradford University, then a, a very junior lecturer. Um, and uh, that was around about 1970 when I became uh, joined the faculty there. And uh, we had the benefit of a couple of visiting professors from the States come to uh, spend time with us in, in, in Bradford. And they were talking the, the gospel of um, preaching the gospel of uh, PDM. Uh, one of them was, was Bud Lalonde. Uh, now, now, sadly, uh, no longer uh, with us. Um, other leaders like uh, Don Bowersox, also sadly gone, and uh, uh, a, a really good uh, a friend of mine from Oregon State University, um, um, also passed away, Phil Sherry. It's terrible to think of all the sort of pantheon of uh, uh, these early uh, uh, thought leaders. 
uh, who've now uh, gone to that sort of great um, warehouse in the sky. But <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the, I'm very, I'm very honoured to have had the benefit of uh, of their of their thinking. And uh, uh, I think what we saw in that sort of early period in the sort of seventies was a, a growing recognition of the importance of customer service. Because for me, this is where it began. I started my life in marketing. And, you know, what we'd failed to recognize in those early years, you know, people would talk about the marketing mix and so forth, was they weren't actually including mm-hmm. uh, issues like how do you serve the customer? Um, they're talking about product strategy, pricing, obviously advertising and communications, but oh. uh, not a lot of emphasis placed on uh, customer service. But that, that started to change in the, in, in the 70s. We had people like Peters and Waterman doing their research on In Search of Excellence, um, and stating today what we would consider to be the blindingly obvious, you know, that, that customers actually uh, want to be looked after, uh, want to be treated with a certain amount of uh, respect um, and want value for money. Um, and it was linking this to how uh, to the sort of delivery system, so to speak. I mean, marketing was very much about value creation. And um, uh, I guess logistics increasingly was about how we, deliver that value and it was bringing these two things together uh, so when i became a, a full professor I, I took on the title of a professor of marketing and logistics and that was at cranfield university where i moved in 1972 uh, and where i set up the the center for logistics and supply chain management um and i think it was that sort of um great opportunity at that time that there's this growing awareness in business and, and uh, I guess in business schools too, uh, that it was really critical that we really started to look properly uh, at the sort of architecture of, of, our, our, of our systems by which we actually delivered that value. Because prior to that, it was really about, I guess, what we used to call trucks and sheds. You know, it was transport, it was warehousing, but that was it, basically. We weren't talking the language of supply chains. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I've got to say, um, having read uh, much of your work and uh, over the years, you certainly draw those strands of the customer as opposed as opposed to that supply side, and this is what we have, and this is what you get uh, in the supply chain to to really where it's very very heavily focused now um, with the major players in the market flipping their strategies almost on their heads and going to the market to the to the customer and saying what is it that you want? We will build your supply chains and your logistics infrastructure all the way back, all the way through to the manufacturing, end-to-end, upstream, downstream. And, and we see Amazon doing that. We see the likes of Maersk doing it uh, in a very, very big way with billions of dollars worth of investment. And you can only assume that uh, really COVID has accelerated things over the last couple of years in that direction. Yeah, you know, I think COVID has certainly brought uh, the supply chain to, to prominence, Um um, amongst, um, well, politicians, you know, people who in the past uh, never even gave a second thought to, um, you know, how does stuff get onto the shelf? Um, it's only when, of course, um, we, we see um, shortages like we're re- witnessing now right across the, the piece um, where we, we witness periodically, you know, panic buying. And uh, it's really interesting to look at the media particularly. And, you know, if we were to do a search back in, you know, even year 2000 on, on the phrase supply chain management, um, yeah. you, you wouldn't really find it too much in the, in the everyday press. Uh, 
if you did that search now, you'd, you'd be overwhelmed. You know, like, really well, every, every day there's something in there about supply chains, Hold which on. is great because I think what it's doing is it's it's really bringing it right to the sort of um, at the top of the agenda, um, not just in organisations but but it, but in government too. Yeah. And I think realizing just how interconnected this 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 world of ours is. Sure. Yeah, I, I I think it's. We, I don't think any practitioners uh, of the of the art or the science of supply chain and logistics could have really ever imagined just what's taken place in the last twenty four months or so. Yeah. It's been outrageous and incredible, and some of the results and some of the transformations that we've seen of some of the big players globally, and and including the massive uh, consolidation that we're seeing right across with the big players, uh, the acquisitions that are taking place, the joint ventures. It really is a bit of a lolly scramble at the moment, yeah? Yes, and I think, um, you know, even in a, a few years' time, if we were to have this conversation um, again, I, I'm, I'm pretty certain that um, uh, things will have moved on even, even further. I mean, the, the revolution that's currently taking place, and I think has been accelerated by uh, COVID and so forth, um, around uh, digitization, basically, um, uh, is going to transform, you know, e even traditional supply chain arrangements. Uh, I've just been looking at, in a bit more detail at things like procurement, for instance, where um, until very recently that was, you know, pretty well uh, locked in the sort of um, mindset of the, I don't know, the, the sort of the last century anyway, certainly. Yep. Um, and we weren't applying anything like the sort of um, uh, sophistication that we do today uh, in terms of how a lot of the processes are being automated, uh, in terms of how we're um, increasingly um, connected, if you like, in a much more um, uh, real-time, end-to-end uh, -end sort of way. Uh, right up into our, um, you know, beyond the first tier into second and third tier and so forth. And uh, this is really transforming, I think, the way it's, we call it connectivity now, but um, it's it's actually making this idea of a supply chain into a reality. Um, in in the past, you know, we, we've, we've talked about the need for better communication and, and linking and integration, but we're actually doing it now. And it's it, this is the big transformation that's really happening. I think. Yeah, I, I think uh, as as you say, the, the 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 awareness and understanding of what can go wrong and the disruptions that have taken place have brought, have brought an unfortunate awareness, I guess. But for for the, all of those involved right throughout the supply chain, it's meant that uh, the capabilities are brought front and centre. I mean, from our point of view, as you're aware, we've got a, a global executive search and coaching business as well as our consulting business. On the search side, people talk about the war for talent. Well, it is an absolute scramble for talent. There, there just aren't enough quality, educated, qualified, capable people around. And uh, I recently had a, um, uh, a podcast with SAPEX uh, in uh, South Africa, and we were talking a lot about, I was on a panel, talking a lot about where the next talent comes from. And uh, I mean, you, you've been one of the great teachers and one of the great coaches um, most of your life, at Cranfield and, and for many other institutions. What do you think some of the major capabilities are? What are some of the major uh, aspects of, of availability 
ability you, people should be looking at rather than yeah. Well, I, I I agree with you certainly about the sort of uh, the, the the need for 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 for, for growing more talent here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the good news is actually I think um, a, a lot of business schools now have um, uh, followed in a way Cranfield's lead, but uh, it wasn't just us, but um, other pioneers in establishing specialist programs in supply chain management. Yep. Um, it's I mean. A, all right, the, the program I know best is the Cranfield program. I mean, this this year in October, we, we just uh, registered 250 students uh, on the master's degree in logistics and supply chain management. That's, that's a record for us. Big and uh, uh, it's actually uh, the biggest degree program in, in our whole university, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just amazing, really. Um, but I think in terms of what um, – it's not just numbers. I think what's important, actually – is what we cover in the curriculum because, um, again, if I go back to those early days, you know, it was largely things like inventory control, vehicle routing and scheduling, very technical sort of, uh, and that's still critical. It's still very, uh, very much uh, uh, required. But I, I, I like to think of this um, in the, in the way that some sort of you know psychologists talk about you know the brain having a left side and a right side. Yep. Um, and much of the curriculum in the past was very much about the left side, um, which is analytical. It's to do with sort of logic and, you know, A to B to C. Um, and it's great for sort of uh, formulas and sort of, you know, optimization concepts and so on. Um, and that's how most of um, us have been taught, basically, if we look back at, you know, where, where we were taught and what we learned. Whereas I think increasingly we need a bit more of the right brain. Um, because this is about how we're going to manage relationships across a network. It's about understanding complexity. It's about ambiguity, ambiguity, I should say. Yeah, um, sure. And it's really about how we cope in what some have called this VUCA world, you know, volatile, uncertain. And this, I think, is um, um, perhaps the bit that's missing uh, in, in our curriculum at the moment. Sure, sure. Well, uh, you know, some of the educators I've spoken to in recent months have, have been talking more and more about the need to really cater for millennial and, and Z generation mindset where they're so endowed with, with capability in the digital world um, and e-commerce and, and all of those key essential areas that we in supply chain really are playing into and the way that the consumer themselves, many of them, of course, of, of a lot younger generations than yourself and myself, um, are really attuned in there so that the people we need to get into supply chain are young people. And where we're finding, I think, where we're finding they don't necessarily have qualifications as such for, for the likes of an MBA, but bringing young people in with those broader skills and capabilities and letting them run rampant and letting them pick up and absorb what needs to happen inside the logistics and supply chain space. Yeah. I'm with you there, Kim. Yeah. yeah. No, very good. So, so Martin, I, I know uh, behind you you've got the logistics and supply chain management book, which I have read, uh, and I think I probably had two versions ago, I, I want to talk to you about that, but we're going to do that in a separate session because that in itself has got so much content. I want to discuss that in detail. So to wrap this particular interview up, um, I really would just like to get from you um, and I, a sense of for anybody, whatever age group they might be, 
uh, and whatever level they might be, if they see and can understand with the visibility that logistics and supply chain now has and are prepared to jump in if they're coming from outside of the, that space, what are the sorts of ways that people should look to engage and get themselves involved in logistics and supply chain? Well, obviously, I think uh, the, the first thing is to sort of um, uh, really just look look around them and start to ask, ask questions um, about how do um, things get on the shelf, for instance. So it's, it, even at a very basic sort of level, it's about taking a, an interest in um, where things come from, how, how, how we get, for instance, Amazon, if, if uh, we like to call it the Amazon effect, you know, how, how come we can order something online this afternoon and get it delivered tomorrow? Um, just to sort of think that one through and then to sort of try and maybe, if you're really interested in this, to sort of say, okay, well, um, how, how can I follow, follow this one up? It's, it's starting to be the case now that um, we're seeing quite a few undergraduate programs, for instance, um, there's um, a lot of vocational programs available now, which uh, are at the sort of the, the coalface level, which is, is is a good starting point. It's to do with uh, things like, um, uh, obviously, uh, transport and warehousing. Um, but it's also to do basically with um, recognizing that logistics is, is, is all around us. Yeah. And uh, uh, these professions, which I like to think of as professions in the past that we've just seen as a trade, um, are really going to be so critical that this is a really great place if you if you look if you're looking to forge a successful career, uh, this is a really good place to, to begin with. It's like wanting to be a you know a doctor or a lawyer or something like this. It's it's, it's that important. Yeah, I think I hear what you're saying, and and you know my I, I would echo that in terms of the fact that all the big companies and all the players across e-commerce, uh, the likes of Amazon the likes of the big shipping companies are all very, very short of talent right now. So whilst, yeah, okay, sure enough, during COVID, a lot of organisations, uh, a lot of industries, the aviation sector, passenger aviation airlines in particular have taken a very big hit. There are massive opportunities right across the supply chain and especially across, as you say, digital and e-commerce. Hey, Martin, really fantastic to catch up with you. I know you're an extremely busy man and uh, we've been planning this for a while, so I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure to know you over the last 20-odd years and uh, I look forward to having a chat with you again soon about logistics and supply chain management, the book behind you, and look forward to uh, bringing that out to our audience as well. Martin Christopher, uh, Emeritus Professor of Logistics and Management and Supply Chain and all things in between at uh, Cranfield and one of the great thought leaders globally. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much, Kim. Look forward to talking to you again. Thanks so much.